Oh, you know that music. It's time for us to talk to Von Palmer on this Friday morning and yet another short notice press conference for us to talk about. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. And yes, another short notice press conference with Health Minister Adrian Dix, a solo act uh, yesterday. Dix uh, said he'd had so many questions from reporters, news organizations, about something that happened at Royal Inland Hospital in Kamloops this week that he said he was going to make himself available and take questions. So that set the scene for, well, a press conference, media conference that painted a portrait of a healthcare system in danger of being overwhelmed. Well, I'm glad he was talking about it. We spoke to Brett Manier yesterday on the show. He broke that story at Alan Kamloops about the seven-year-old woman who spent six hours at the hospital before she was found unresponsive, but she was in ER, but she hadn't even been seen. She was still sitting in a chair. Yeah, it's a really disturbing case. You're right. Uh, Full credit to uh, CHNL and Kamloops for getting into this. And the reports are, uh, the reports out of the system are from from people who are talking about what happened. Uh, Two dozen patients in the ER are there in the middle of the night, an understaffed ER. We've had reports that they were well short of the necessary complement of nurses a healthcare system at Royal Inland. Um, it's, bit, it's hit 130% of capacity, so hallway medicine. The kind of things that the New Democrats used to criticize in opposition and promise to bring an end to, and heavens only knows they've shoveled enough money into the system that it ought to be better. But I was struck by this. <laughs> Dix is usually pretty astute on these things. And, you know, he said... Um, this thing is under investigation, and he can't say much about the circumstances. Okay. But what a strange thing he chose to say, uh, Simi. We have the yeah. best health care in the world. People who go into BC hospitals have the best health care in the world. They're treated better than anywhere in the world, state of the art. And I'm going, I'm not sure this is a day when you want to be making that claim. Uh, this woman's daughter has been, the, the, this grandmother, 70-year-old, who died without being even seen by a doctor, never mind treated, um, that family is in grief. I don't think what they want to hear is, hey, we got a state-of-the-art system here in BC. You're getting the best yeah. treatment in the world. Not in this case. Not in this case. This is a... It, there's a lot of circumstances here, and yes, the coroner's investigating, and there will be an investigation, and we'll get a full report, and we should wait for that report. But... Um, some of the other things that Dick said are relevant. He talked about how the system is being overwhelmed by COVID-19 cases, which is objectively the case. He talked about the really alarming stats that overwhelmingly the people in BC that are in the ICU in Kamloops and everywhere else uh, there's 130 cases. Virtually all of them are people unvaccinated. So, you know, there's lots to talk about on this that is of concern. I don't think his answer on what happened at Royal Inland was very persuasive. No, it was. I mean, you're sure we have a world-class system when you can actually be seen by that system yeah. and treated yeah. by that system. you got to get in first. Yeah, and look, uh, for for good reasons uh, and good explanations, the system is overwhelmed currently. Um, you know, the... We're not where the government expected to be, not where the healthcare system expected to be this month. Uh, we heard again yesterday, not just that the ICUs in the province are filling up with the unvaccinated. Uh, 
it's it's leading to a spillover effect in even uh, in the hospitals outside of the areas of the biggest COVID-19 outbreak. So the Prince George Hospital is being stressed because of people coming from the Peace River country where there are a lot of cases, a low vaccination rate, and not a lot of hospital space. We're hearing now that patients are being bumped into the Lower Mainland, uh, to Surrey Memorial, to Abbotsford. And as a result, scheduled surgeries are being canceled there. So you're seeing the stresses kind of toppling like a row of dominoes all the way through the system. This, this system is it's yeah. in serious, under serious stress in parts of the province, uh, not helped by uh, the growing awareness that this is unnecessary. If people would get themselves vaccinated, they are much less likely to end up in hospital never mind in the ICU. And the problem, if they end up in hospital or go into the ICU, is they are taking up more resources in the healthcare system, more time, more cost, and more staff time, and more risk than most other patients who go into hospitals. So these, uh, Dick's got asked about the cost yesterday, and we've seen some cost figures, $50,000 on average to treat a COVID-19 patient. He said that's that's not what concerns him. I mean, I guess it it is a matter of concern, but no one is, well, he's not saying anyway, uh, we're not going to pay for that. Uh, You can just, you know, you don't want to get yourself vaccinated. We're not going to look after you. That's not the way our healthcare system works. But he did say this is, this is an example of how it's sucking up resources in the system. I thought one of his stronger lines was, nobody in the healthcare system wants to be doing this. Yeah. They're worn out. They're tired. Uh, they've had enough. Gosh, you know, those of us who are covering the story think we're exhausted by this. Well, imagine if you're working in an ER or a doctor. So uh, there's lots to be said on this. And it, I think it did warn us that, uh, you know, there is serious, serious stresses in the system, and I'm not sure how they're going to be able to manage them. You know, the story that I was reading about that scared me, Vaughn, was the one out of Alberta. Uh, And I'm sure you saw this too, about the gentleman who's waiting for surgery on his brain tumor, but he got pushed aside because they don't have any room for him because they have so many COVID patients in hospital there. Yeah, and I see another story out of Alberta, um, which, you know, another one of these what were they thinking moments. Um, unvaccinated pregnant women. (laughs) I'm sorry, Simi. You know, really, seriously. um, I've had enough of this. (laughs) I think a lot of people have. And again, I'm imagining doctors and nurses going... Same thing, right? They're talking to people who are in the ICU, who haven't been vaccinated, who still refuse to believe what is happening to them. Yeah, people are dying from something they think is a hoax. I mean, it, yeah. it, it sounds like black humor. It sounds like a story from The Onion, but it actually is happening. People who think that this doesn't exist and are not getting vaccinated because they don't think the vaccines work or they think the whole thing is a hoax are ending up in the hospital, in the ICU, and in some cases ending up dead. 
Uh, Vana, we also quick, very quickly, this whole medical exemption yeah. thing to the vaccine card. So they they cracked the door open a little bit for that, but I think doctors have to be pretty careful with this, right? Yeah, Dr. Bonnie Henry has been good on this this week. She was on with uh, our colleague Mike Smith this week, and she said, you know, we hear a lot of talk about people who have medical exemptions for getting the vaccine. She says there are very, very limited grounds for actual medical exemptions. And I see a good story in the Vancouver Sun today by my colleague Denise Ryan quoting a doctor is saying he's under pressure to issue these medical exemptions and he's not doing it because there are very, very limited grounds for it and it is fraud for doctors to give people letters for medical exemptions when there are no valid grounds. So basically, uh, Dr. Henry says the only legitimate grounds for a medical exemption apart from the fact that you're under the age of 12 and there's no vaccine, the only limited ground for medical exemption is if you've had a proven allergic reaction to the vaccine itself. And even if you've had that reaction, you can still get the vaccine, providing you do it in a hospital with um, EpiPens available and all that. So, there's been a lot of coverage on this issue of medical exemptions. The the facts of the matter, according to the medical authorities and Dr. Bonnie Henry, is there are very, very limited grounds for medical exemptions for getting the vaccine. I know somebody, that's exactly what they had to do, right? After having yeah. an anaphylactic reaction, it's not easy, but they still do it. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Yep. Bye-bye, Simi.